0: Thank you. to season two with Dr. Annette West. This show is coming to you from a holistic view, sharing varied topics, interviews, and discussions. The purpose of this show is to help us to build up our mind, our body, and our spirit. Keep tuning in every week. I guarantee you will be blessed. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Sax Love for use of this jazz instrumental titled Funk Jazz. Thanks for sharing with us. Time for us to get started. The month of May is Mental Health Awareness and today I am speaking from the topic of mental health. I came across this encouragement from Gittel Swartz. She says, life with mental illness can get tough. In fact, Most days are spent trying to figure out what the next moment will bring and how to survive it. Sometimes it is hard to maintain balance and not get knocked over in the process. It can be equally hard to remind ourselves our temporary letdown doesn't define us. Indeed, it is easy to get caught up in overwhelming despair. For those moments, I have created an alphabetical list of motivational quotes to help me get up, to put things in perspective, to reapply my mascara, and to face the world. I have a little notebook where I record any positive affirmation or words of courage I come across. I also keep a mental jar of happy quotes in my head And for the rough times, you ask, when I don't even have the strength and focus to access that jar. This is when this list comes in handy. I pinned my list on the bulletin board in my room so I can refer to it at any given moment. I can always pick one and remind myself, I'm going to make it. (laughs) The Public Health Journal shares that globally, more than 70% of people with mental illness receive no treatment from healthcare staff. Evidence suggests that factors increasing the likelihood of treatment avoidance or delay before presenting for care include the following four things. The first one is lack of knowledge to identify features of mental illness. The second thing is ignorance about how to access treatment for this illness. The third thing is prejudices against people who have mental illness. And the fourth thing is the expectation of discrimination against people diagnosed with mental illness. In that particular article, they viewed the evidence on whether large scale anti-stigma campaigns could lead to increased levels of seeking help. If we are attentive during this month, we will probably see many organizations across the nation will be drawing attention to the various and often surprising way mental illness affects people's lives we each need to have respect and empathy, which is the ability to understand and share the feelings of a person dealing with a mental health issue. As I think back to my time in Germany, I can recall being in a church setting, just finishing up a Bible study, talking about what's going on in our lives, And a woman said she had mental illness concerns. Leadership told her, don't you claim that. Don't speak that on you. That's just the enemy talking to you. But in reality, she was only speaking what was going on with her at that point. When I think about it, leadership did not empathize with her. They didn't ask her if she needed assistance. They didn't direct her if she needed assistance to any needed care. They just left her. What we have to realize is mental illness tends to be normal and that it can happen to anybody. People with mental health issues have long felt that they are different from others. Indeed, discussions of mental illness tend to speak about people with mental illness as if they are in a foreign group or something. People that we would rarely encounter. But the reality is that mental illness is very common. So common, in fact, that a recent study claims that it's a life unmarked by mental illness that really isn't abnormal. So it is pretty normal that a lot of people will be impacted with mental illness at some point. The study said these people may personally struggle, but they may also know someone personally who is going through some type of mental illness. A 2015 study by the National Institute for Mental Health found that nearly one in five, that is forty-three point people suffer, and this is just adults, suffer from a mental illness in any given year. Research showed also that adolescents ages 13 to 18 are also impacted by mental illness as 21.4% of them will experience a severe mental illness at some point in their life. There are other studies that report these numbers may be even higher, but cannot be, but never can be accurately recorded as a result of many people not going forward as they struggle to, to get or seek help. Another study followed people ages 11 to 38 and tracked their mental health. In that study, a mere 17% avoided mental illness issues. 41% had a mental health condition that lasted for many years. 42% had a short-lived mental illness. This really suggests that sooner or later, mental illness becomes an issue for most people. Depression Anxiety and substance abuse were mentioned as some of the major issues that people have going on as they are dealing with mental illness. Of course, there are other things as well, but those were the significant ones. If you want to find some information and read up on mental health, go to the mentalhealth.gov or you can go to the National Institute of Mental Illness online, and both of those, as many other great resources, have a wealth of information on mental illness. Depression doesn't just impact those that we know or those in the U.S., but it is a worldwide concern. A study showed by the World Health Organization that the leading cause of disability isn't cancer, is it, it is not any type of chronic pain. Although we see a lot of public ca- campaigns about those things, but according to the data from the World Health Organization, depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. And unfortunately, it has held that place for many years. Even more troubling, despite the awareness, the rate of depression is not getting better. If we even look at what's going on in our own country, we have a lot of younger people that are taking their lives. They can't deal with situations. They don't know how to engage well. There are a lot of factors that are impacting Children of all ages. You know, people used to think it was just adults that had these issues, but it can affect anybody at any age. What we have to know, and one of the research um, resources presented that mental and physical health are inseparable. The media portrays often mental and physical health and discuss it like um, it's one or the other. Philosophers, scientists, lay people have been separating the mind from the body for generations. But what we have to know is God created us with a mind, with a body, and with a spirit. And we have to work to get that in harmony so that we can be holistically well. And that's one of the things that I try to share with people is let us focus on getting our mind aligned correctly. Let us focus on getting our body aligned correctly and let us develop a spiritual relationship with the Lord. Research increasingly has linked mental and physical health there are some studies that suggest that chronic inflammation can cause depression. I've actually t- spoken to people who have had some medical illnesses going on for years, and once they got stressed, they, some of them wind up having some mental issues to arise. Some of their medications, even though the physicians were trying to balance them, still they started having issues to arise. And so mental health, mental illness can affect our physical health and it also can lead to symptoms of chronic pain. The role of exercise in fighting mental illness is well documented. There are people who take, say, chemotherapy drugs and they may be more vulnerable to depression than other people. This is even when they are under doctor's care and the doctors are trying to regulate the medications that they have. They can still deal with depression. There's also one study that linked consuming low fat rather than whole fat dairy can also help lower risk. And, you know, we can share so many different studies because there's so much information out there. On the World Wide Web and magazines and resources and books. But there's an invisible line between the mind and the body. Our thoughts reside in the brain and the brain lives in the body. And what we eat, how we invest our time and how we um, work our overall health impacts our mental stability. And so what about when mental health hits home? A diagnosis of mental illness like anxiety or mood disorder, bipolar in one family member, it doesn't just affect them, it affects the whole family. It can even bring a strain on relationships. It can wear the whole family down. And this is beyond the impact is having on the individual themselves. Sometimes the responses that family members are given may not be intentional, but they just don't understand what's going on with the person. And sometimes it can create fractures in families. There can be major disagreements. Sometimes even estrangement can occur. But families have to learn to be sensitive and not say things to the person like, You should have moved past this by now. Why haven't you pulled yourself together? Just get over it. Families may think the person can control the illness, which they can't, although they can learn to control and manage the condition. I was thinking about the apostle Paul in the Bible, where he asked the Lord to take the thorn from him. And he asked the Lord, I believe it was three times, to take the thorn. And the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient for you. As I read the Bible, I found no account where Paul was healed of his infirmity. But I did see where he was still able to function and fulfill the mission which he was called to. And so um, in our families and as we are engaging people, We have to do our best to help them to function, even though they may have this issue going on. On another note, the environment can impact mental health. There's much discussion of mental health focus on genetics, brain chemicals, and other biological phenomena. It is true that mental illness is biological, but that does not mean that all cases of mental illness are hardwired. The environment can affect the behavior of genes as the emergent study showed. Stressful and deprived environments can alter the way genes behave, triggering mental illness. For example, there is some research that has linked growing up without food, growing up insecure can be an increased risk of mental health difficulties. And so the environment in which people grow up also teaches them how to handle everything from daily stress to serious trauma. So people can also learn certain behaviors based on their environment. So mental illness can certainly have a biological component. but we can't believe that it is solely hardwired and unavoidable is to believe that treatment doesn't work. And so there are ways to treat mental illness and it's not always with medications. Sometimes just there's some type of word therapy or picture therapy. that can help regroup. They can reshape the person's mental thought processes when they feel that this um, illness is being triggered or or is rising in them. And so the stigma towards mental illness can often, and this is something we need to be mindful of, can often make people feel isolated, stereotyped, shameful, or discriminated against, all of which can hinder their recovery. By talking openly and showing that there is more to someone than their mental illness, people can see that no one has to be defined by that alone. The goals of better understanding mental health diagnosis and improving societal empathy should not be limited to the month of May, but it's certainly a good time to refocus our efforts. Talking about mental illness can help those struggling realize that they are not alone and that you're there to help them on their recovery. For those who are not affected by mental illness firsthand, the conversation about mental illness can help inform them about risk factors, symptoms, treatment, and prevention methods, which will allow them to help the people they encounter press them towards the needed help. We need to be a society that is informed. And we need to be a society that is accepting of all people and never looking down on others because of any type of illness that they have. (laughs) And as we close, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you have not done so, please subscribe to this podcast. Also, check out my webpage at DrAnnetteWest.org. And check out my mailing list at Dr. Annette West Ministries at gmail.com. Purchase a book or a t-shirt to support our mission school in Kakamiga, Kenya. I look forward to connecting with you on next week.